Jackie, let's uh, take a stroll down memory lane. You know, I'd like us to go back to 1997. Where were you in 1997, by the way? Mm, 97, let's see. I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was probably playing with mud with my cousins or <laughs> something like that. All right. Well, I was 14 years old at the time. I was busy fighting puberty, worrying about national exams. And generally just being a rebel without a cause. But I remember something else too about 1997. There was something happening in Kenya. So at this time in 1997, Kenya is still basking in the glory of having its first woman minister, Niva Mwendwa. One of the things that I think struck me about Niva Mwendwa of how beautiful she looked. That's what I remembered. I can't remember anything that she said, but I remember she had used to have red lipstick, eye pencil, That's the only thing I remember as a child. But uh, the other thing that she did is that uh, she then led a delegation of 450 Kenyan women to Beijing for the World, World Conferences on Women. Mm-hmm. And remember what difference that made to women's rights and gender equality uh, around the world. This is also the time when discussions of a new constitution were brewing, with Parliament having just passed the Constitu- Constitution of Kenya Review Act. So Kenyans are eagerly awaiting to cast their votes in the second multi-party elections. The winds of change are blowing and women are right at the center of it. It's the watershed moment for women, both in politics and uh, society at large. 1997. This is the year we see the first ever female candidate run for president. Actually, there were two, but the first one, who declared her candidature was Charity Kaluki Gilu. And then, of course, Wangare Madai followed suit, making history by going against Daniel Arap Moy. And as a child who grew up in the 80s, whenever you mentioned Daniel Arap Moy, even in a household, we would freeze. I don't know what we thought would happen to us, even as children. <laughs> we just thought we were going to be kidnapped, taken mm-hmm. to Nyayo Chambers. The fear of Moy was so real mm. that even children, I don't know whether... You felt it, Jackie, as a child. Mm-hmm. I remember my parents talking about him in hushed tones, you know. Hushed... You couldn't be too loud. Exactly. Mm. So can you imagine going up against such a man? Wow. But something else struck me about that season. One of the conversations I had swirling around the candidature of Ngilu were conversations about her legs. Her legs. As a child, it really didn't I really didn't make much of it. Because I was just a 14-year-old rebel without a cause, as I said. But people kept going on and on about how good her legs were. That they would vote for her just because she had such nice legs. It's only much later, like decades later, that I found out why that comment should have bothered me. Once I learned about gender equality rise and I started identifying myself as a feminist, mm-hmm. I realized that, first of all, it was mostly men who were saying this. And also that because people kept talking about her legs, we kept forgetting the other parts of that history, of that historical moment. So the election day comes and Ngilu beats seasoned politicians, mm. Martin Shikuku, George Anyona, and even Koigi Wamwere. These people had been in politics for years. Few years back, we didn't even know who she was. Mm. She had only served five years in parliament. She had been elected. Being elected was such a big deal. Remember, not nominated, but elected, elected. Yes. as the MP for Kitui Central. Mm-hmm. At the time, very few women made it to parliament. Remember, at some point, there was only one woman in parliament, you know? Yes. And Gilu had defeated George Ndoto 
a powerful cabinet minister in President Moe's government and uh, the Kanu boss for the entire Kitui district to claim a place in their guest house where only five other women had made it at the time. That's major. That's really major. So then again, you know, what uh, made me go back to Ngelu's campaign was that all these details seemed to fade in the background because my memories are only dominated by the conversations about her legs. Why is that? I mean, do you even remember anything at all about Any- her manifesto? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So um, what is it like really for women in politics, you know, who are judged by so, so many things, including their appearance? That's what we'll be talking about today. So welcome to Insiders Outsiders. My name is Faith O'Neill. And of course, I have my co-host with me, Jackie. And today we are joined by Nyambura Maina. Welcome, Nyambura. Thank you for having me. Nyambura is a mother, a lover of politics, candles, and moon watching. <laughs> Nyambura ran for elective office in 2017, and the position was a member of the county assembly for Kileleshwa Ward. She's going to be talking to us about her experience. Karibu sana, Nyambura. Asante. Just going back to our conversation about uh, about Ngelu, for example. I'm going to start with you, Jackie. Uh, does any of that conversation, does that sound familiar? I mean, uh, back in 97, I was way too young to be following politics or even to be privy to these kinds of conversations that were happening around Ngilu's appearance. But I have certainly seen that kind of language play out today when we're talking about women in politics. The question of their appearance, of how they present themselves, the so-called feminine wilds, seems to come out quite often. It was a feature of our politics then, and it still is a feature of our politics today. Today. I'm turning to you, Nyambura, because this is a lived experience yeah. for you, so to speak. Uh, does any of that sound familiar? First of all, where were you in 97, by the way? I was I was five years old. So I was born in 91, so yeah, I was five. Uh-huh. Five or six, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on my math. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I was uh, probably, I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. Um, so just playing with my, my brother <laughs> and my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to your question around Chai Tingelu mm-hmm. um, and the legs conversation, I mean, it's nothing new. Unfortunate and also fortunate. I say fortunate in the sense that if her legs got her votes... <laughs> I am here for it. <laughs> you did say that um, there was a, she beat other men. She so beat if, other, if someone just men. went to the to the ballot box and mm-hmm. just ticked because she has beautiful legs, then let that get you um, elected. Uh, but also, it's very you, you, it, it just shows you how women and even I, when I was on the campaign trail, was objectified. Yeah, mm. yeah. So the, the, okay. there is that. But if it does get you votes. I'm here for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're going to dig in, into a little bit more of how that sort of how that objectification presented itself. Mm-hmm. Like how did it look like? What exactly did you face? So mine was very um you did mention I ran for MCA in uh, Kilalasha Ward. So that's a very urban setting. Mm-hmm. Uh so but I still got very traditional questions about how I look. So I was 26 when I did run for office and um, I was wearing jeans and of course my hips are protruding. So there would be a way that, oh, you're so beautiful. Why are you doing? So the question about, about my beauty was always um, center. I remember Who would ask it? Men. Um, so I remember when the campaign trail, my team was predominantly women. Um, so we're, you know, knocking doors or trying to get to doors. We're talking to people on the streets, selling your agenda and trying to see, okay, mm-hmm. perhaps this is a voter. 
So you get to somewhere and then someone will just mention, ah, and you girls are very beautiful. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's 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 try and use this to see if we can still sell. Um, or we can still ask for our votes. And then it's like, oh, you guys are all women and uh you're walking all by yourselves. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And then it would be even how I wore my hair was once uh, mentioned. At that time I was um in my naturalista phase, right? So I've I have my raggedy hair and you're walking and someone just says how I look unkempt. Oh. Because mm. of my hair, and I was like, oh, "Okay, what? what who would this someone be? Like a typical, a typical someone be someone with uh, you you're speaking to, trying to get their vote from, or someone in an office? Like so that specific question around my hair, it was it, it would be mentioned, but this time my original um, the photo I wanted to have on my ballot is not the photo that got on my ballot. Why? Because I started this journey as an independent candidate. Mm -hmm. So I was going around asking for signatures. And one of the criteria that IBC tells you is that these signatures have to be from people, registered voters within your ward. Mm -hmm. uh, not many people know what ward they are in. So, oh, yes. Okay. Yes, something mm. that, that I learned. So you can't just be an Nairobi voter mm -hmm. and vote for me. You have to be within um, the polling stations within the wards. Mm -hmm. So you ask someone where you're voting, they'll tell you Kilimani primary. That's not my voter. My mm. voter needs to be within uh, my ward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at some point, even our campaign was becoming like a civic education um, <laughs> outfit because you're just like, okay. So I was in Patiakura. But you know what? Uh, look at your people, mm. choose wisely. You know, you're still just selling. So a yeah. lot, something that we learned very early on in the campaign is that the independent route was hard. If I was vying, say, for like a senator or governor, anyone who votes in Nairobi, is your voter. Yeah. Yeah. But now on a ward level, it's entirely different. So we switched and then we're like, okay, so now we have to look at the political parties that are there. Ah, God, no, we can't align with any of these guys. Some of them are just, you know, it's just for vibes. So what we do, we there was a new political party that was coming up, it was a Kweli party. Um, and it's like, ah, okay. By activists, looks like something that we would do. Mm. We align here. Ah, let's try this political party. So we go mm -hmm. there. At that time, I'd already done my photo shoot for my ballot paper. And I had my natural state of hair. So I was told by the photographer that the party had hired for us that I have to... I can't have that photo. That photo is not going to be used for my ballot paper that I have to go back for a new photo shoot. So I agree. So the day of the photo uh, shoot, I appear in my natural hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I'm told... Uh, no, you go back, straighten your hair and come back. Wait, so you had on an afro? So it was an afro. Uh -huh. You know, you spritz the water. Yes. And then you're just like, oh, okay. Coconut yeah. water. You hold, yeah, yeah. And then you hold with a bobby pin on this side. Yeah, you know, trying, trying to get a look. Cute. Yeah. And I was feeling <laughs> cute. And then I've, I've gone and I, and that time I was on a shoestring budget. So I've gone to like... <laughs> <laughs> someone to do at least can I just have nice eyebrows and can I just have a red lip yeah and then now you're feeling you know your your, your mind is just like okay let's go get a good photo the ballot. Uh, the, the ballot. yeah and then you're told that how you're coming is not even correct I didn't like that experience but I did conform and I did straighten my hair and the photo that I had to submit um, was of me blow dried my hair looking more presentable Pre in quotes in quotes i would say looking more <laughs> presentable in quotes mm. so mine was there was a hair conversation there was my 
am I married? Hmm. How did you handle that, by the way? I just said I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we we see Ukweli as being a, a very progressive party. These are not questions from from Ukweli. Yeah, the Ukweli part was that now the photographer that they had hired for this, um, for the candidates to get shots, headshots for the for the ballot paper. Yeah. Um, so that because that's a requirement by ABC. Mm. So now um, on the ground is 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 there's a, there are barazas that were being held by certain organizations. So you go to a baraza and then someone will just stand up and ask you. So asking you, interrogating you on your manifesto, mm. it's uh, madam konabuana. So that what what would they follow with that question? Would they like sit down or have like a follow up? Mm. Because yeah, sinabuana so sinabuana sija kupatia kura sutapotea. Oh, so now I'm wondering, wait, am I in an urban setting again? <laughs> because <laughs> I thought these are questions that are traditionally asked in a rural setting. Yeah. Not that it's even, it, it should be a non-issue. But in my mind at that time, I was thinking, where this was not what I thought I was going to get on the ground. Mm. So it would be that, it would be, do I have a child? Because having a child and a husband is is is, is grounding and that, shows that I can be responsible. Mm, having a family yeah. unit. In a here. family yeah. unit yes. Yes. shows yes. some sort of, uh, re- you're responsible, you're, mm. o- you're able to hold something. So when you're single, and at that time, single, no child, no husband, it's like, I, there's yeah. no, you've not demonstrated that you can, you can, you can be a leader. Mm. It just, it just reminds me of, you know, just visa interviews. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Where those also come into play. Mm. But I just like to go back to um, to a comment that you made when you said it's it's not what you thought it would be. Uh, maybe let's go back to what, what brought you there in the first place. What did you think it was going to be? So I've always been interested in politics from when I was maybe 21, just, you know, being very like, okay, so these are people who need to um, get things done. So these are policymakers, all these things. So, of course, just engaging with politics at a very news, reading the newspaper, all these things. So then I just got a little bit fed up and I was like, OK, so these guys are really not going to do anything for us. Uh, OK, so at that time, <laughs> I remember even my friend and I who became my, my campaign manager was like, OK, we're going to pick up clipboards and just go out there and just figure out what we're going to do. And I was like, you know what? Let's try and run for office. I mean, how hard can this be? <laughs> and then when we get in there, and I remember our slogan when we were doing the independent um, route, uh, when we started as independent, was just do the right thing. So we always just told ourselves, if we get there, if we get the votes, right, we're just going to do the right thing. So even when we started our campaign um I mean, you, you live in Kenya and you've seen campaigns even happen way before the campaign season actually opens. Yes. Mm-hmm. IBC usually states mm-hmm. that, like, I, th- I think believe it's two months to the election date that you can actually campaign. And then two days to the day of the election, you're not allowed to campaign. Mm-hmm. So us guys were like, we're doing the right thing. So we're going to wait. Until we're, two months. We're going to wait for two months. <laughs> okay. But we're going to see how we're going to put our posters, you know, just so that they know. That uh, Samantha Maina is vying for MCA Kilalashwa. Mm-hmm. We, we, we try and get onto platforms that can still uh, give us a, 
a voice and say, you know, this is who we are and this is what we're planning to do. We were always just doing the right thing. So that's how it started. It's from, okay, let's just, I mean, these guys do nothing for us. So mm. let's try and get in there and see what we can actually do mm. and just be a representative of, of the people. So that's where it came from, from frustrations, mm-hmm. um, from not being able to see how these people that we pay, these people that we elect mm-hmm. just don't do anything for us. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, how? I mean, how hard can it be? <laughs> yeah. And how hard was it? <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was, it was challenging. Um, I mean, from the financing um, to being able to secure your vote, something mm-hmm. that you don't even think about. These are the agents that you have to have at your polling station. At that time, um, there are five within the ward. And then every polling station, so there are five polling stations. That doesn't mean you only have five agents. It means at every polling <laughs> Uh, point you mm. need an agent in that room. The polling centers are five. The polling stations, I believe we had like 30 or 40 of them. So that means that you need to have finances to pay these agents so that when they're counting your vote, they actually count your vote. So if they say in this polling station, MC Samantha had 100 votes, mm-hmm. it's, cor- it's, it's actually documented that 100 votes are there. Otherwise, other people will just take your vote. Oh. <laughs> Things you don't know yeah. <laughs> and you learn on the, on the job. It's like you have to protect your vote. So even when you see, can you imagine like even on a presidential level, mm. having 90,000 agents and having to pay them To protect your vote. So you're like, where? (laughs) That's a cost. Um, And wait, before we move on from this cost perspective, Mm -hmm. was all of this coming out of pocket for you? Or was it at least, uh, were you supported by your party in in shouldering some of these costs? So some some costs were, the party came through on some costs. um, But I was heavily funded by, I was crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. So I just go... And ask for, okay, you can, I had a pay bill, was it a, a till number, you can send money to this number, support my campaign. I was supported in money, some people just even did t-shirts for me, banners, posters. Anyone that felt or uh, that they want to support me, even if they can't vote for me, there are people who just said, you know what, I don't even vote in your ward, so, but mm-hmm. you're doing this, it's impressive, here, yeah, take this amount of money. And then also I had taken some money out of my savings. Don't do that. Don't ever <laughs> take money out of your savings. <laughs> to run for office. <laughs> Don't take a loan. <laughs> Don't do that. Because there's some people who seriously, you know, they go mm. all out. Mm. Uh, but it was, it was mixed. So my money, crowdfunded money, and, and in kind, uh, people just said, you know what, I have a connect here. Go on Citizen TV and say something. Come here, talk to these people in this baraza. Come mm. to this church. So that's how I was able to campaign. And bringing back this conversation now to this, uh, the realm of physicality and beauty. I mean, one of the things we've seen play out in other places is just how much women are spending on uh, just appearances when, you know, they are conducting their political campaigns. Uh, Hillary Clinton is famously on the record saying that, um, you know, she spent about 600 hours, 600 hours just on her makeup when she was running for president Mm -hmm. of the United States. And you've mentioned some of the, you know, the costs associated with that, straightening your hair and um, paying a makeup artist when you're going to do your official portrait. So if you had to quantify it (laughs) for yourself during that campaign period, in terms maybe of 
of time and money spent uh, even on clothes and in appearing a certain way. Um, what will you say? There was a financial burden on how you present yourself. But for me, because I wasn't so high up. So it wasn't like, I can imagine if I did like Nairobi governor, there would be an expectation. So what I found, not quite expensive, but what I did do, even after I straightened my hair, I said, I'm not going to straighten my hair again. After, after I did, I started braiding. So there was a cost on just braiding my hair. Mm-hmm. The whole mama look, I couldn't change the fact that I'm young and I'm young looking. So mm-hmm. what I did was to wear dresses. <laughs> what is this mama look? <laughs> <laughs> break it down for us. <laughs> so there's there's a way and mm-hmm. and and uh Toto you the the MC the Lynette Toto yeah. Toto mm-hmm. and you can see there's there's an image that came recently on social media and she was wearing a very long dress and and we were just like oh my god she's now changing her look to to look more motherly mm. there's an expectation again to my point on family and children and husband there's, yes. a, there's a there's a way that you're expected to present yourself mm-hmm. so I can't can't come with jeans and a t-shirt and expect to be taken seriously yes. yeah mm. so there's a there's a way that you just have to okay fine let me look at the address not above the knee i'll be told i'm trying to <laughs> do something <laughs> yeah so you're very aware and then not even showing your arms or if you because <laughs> Because if you are, it's an issue. So my t-shirts would, would just always be at a certain whatever, hmm. certain length. If it was a media interview, I would be very, you know, professionally dressed. Only because people will just nitpick at the most, oh my God, she wore what? She should shoulders. Hmm. I have cleavage, for example. Cleavage, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so those were things that, that I saw. But I didn't spend too much money on that. Hmm. Uh, I can't, I can't, the way Hillary did, but there was a cost. There was a cost to all these things and factoring even how you go out. So you're purposefully even trying to not sexualize yourself, mm. whatever that even means. Mm. Um, so you wear a really baggy t-shirt. Yeah. Mm. Your jeans are not too tight mm. um, as a way of, okay, let's not yeah. look too beautiful. <laughs> because that will also count against because it will be something else <laughs> so it will be yeah. yeah so you know it's, uh, I looked back at my photos in that time and I was looking rough as a girl you know, just slapped on some yeah. red lipstick or drew on your eyebrows yeah. Yeah. so was all of this learning intuitive or did uh, maybe Ukweli uh, dedicate some resources into teaching you or training you how to present yourself as a respectable in quote a woman out there in public you know the, the, the there wasn't any training on that. Some of these things, you know, it's just learning on the job. Mm. It's where? Okay, Sawa. So someone has pointed out this. So what does this even mean? There were organizations that were doing capacity development where there were, sh- as, uh, there were trainings around this is how you speak in an immediate interview. This is how you're supposed to present yourself. Uh, the diction, I was just like, don't be too high pitched. There's a voice. Where? <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 uh always the colors you should wear mm. <laughs> when you're going into a studio. So there were all these things that were being taught by certain organizations that were just in that space and helping um young female candidates mm. uh, navigate this area. So there was there, there was training. However, some of these things is just you sit down so at, as you're debriefing the day. Mm. So you you're like, okay, so what has happened today? What has caught our eyes? Where can we, quote unquote, change and fix? Um, so that when we go back tomorrow, it's not the same question over and over again. Okay. So it was both, I'd, I'd say. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
So how did you do in the election finally? So of course I didn't win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I was number 3 and we won nine candidates. Wow. Oh, so that's very good. That's impressive. Yeah. As I entered, I was yeah. so happy yes. even I beat some OGs. I was just like, yo, ran last time and I beat you yeah. guys. Um, yeah. And of course this was because uh how how we vote and how politics is in Nairobi. Mm. So ODM did win. Um and then jubilee and then i was number 3 and as a kweli party but it's because if you look at how nairobi votes and even dagoriti uh, north which is where kilaleshwa sits mm-hmm. um it's it's predominantly odm hmm. so perhaps on an odm ticket i would be the mc yeah but not uh, another ticket i mean there's more there's more work to be done there all right that's very insightful just taking us through uh the way beauty comes into play in the political field uh, and from your own very personal experiences so thank you so much for that samantha mm-hmm. but now outside of politics you know how is it um that women appearances um is is used against them or or used to their advantage and uh you know i've sat with this question and i remember back in 2018 when Ruth Kamande Ruth uh, is a convicted uh, prisoner she is uh, at Langata Women's Pr- uh, Prison and she was convicted for murdering her then boyfriend mm. uh, and she stabbed him to death and uh, so her case came up for appeal uh, in court um, I remember covering this hearing and some of the chatter online was that Ruth should not be sentenced to death because she's she's too beautiful She's just too pretty. Miss Langata. She was Miss Langata. We <laughs> were Langata's reason. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean society tends to forgive a lot uh you know w- w- when you're beautiful when you, when you conform to uh to the standards that we've agreed that that's that's what beauty Uh, should be yeah. so um even when 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 you commit a crime as 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 grievous as what Ruth did you still got people you know campaigning for you and saying oh no 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 yeah she's too pretty to be to be con- she to be sentenced to death come on let's let's try and be a little bit more lenient yeah yeah, yeah. exactly mm. i've seen i mean even in uh, just i've seen some research just showing how looks in the corporate world during negotiations and so on and so forth you'll always be judged by your looks and mm. the more good looking you are probably the better you'll get uh, you'll get better pay oh. you'll get better packs it's just so ingrained in our in our psyche mm. and for women it is almost like as a woman you must be beautiful if you're not beautiful <laughs> either we'll punish you or we'll judge you Oh, we dismiss you. Oh, we dismiss you. Yeah, we just don't see you. You don't exist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And I wonder then what is the like what is the compromise? Mm. What is the compromise? Because we are dealing with so so many dynamics. If you go outside the For example some people I hear some people say that they only discover they are black when they go to a different country. <laughs> you know? Yes. Here and here in Kenya already there's their hierarchies of colorism. Mhm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The lighter the lighter skinned you are, the higher up you are in the in the hierarchy of beauty. Mm. Then you go out there, you're just a more black girl. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know when you're talking about colorism in in a in a society like Kenya, especially, it is so prevalent. Uh, you guys are on Twitter. You've seen how people talk about dark-skinned women. Yes, you know when yes. it ndume wenzangu. You know by Imagine. men. Yeah, apparently, yeah. you know you you can only be feminine if mm. you're if you're light-skinned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I know that both of us have worked in media hmm. and I know that the media sometimes is complicit in oh, that. Oh, so, so very often. Even for you, Nyambura, I remember some of the coverage that was there or about you and you running for politics. I remember reading something on a tabloid. Okay, it was part of that. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the tabloid. They're talking about how you've excited netizens. Oh. Yeah, excited netizens. What was that all about? There was nothing about your manifesto. There was nothing about how you had excited them. And then there were all these very beautiful photos of your of your campaign posters mm. and the comments that people were making. Did you see that, Nyambura? No, actually, I was told that you'll probably get votes because you have red lips or oh. because you're light-skinned. And how does that make you feel? Well, two things. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I need your vote. So if it's the red lips, that's going to get me a vote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you, I know it's vote. very... Because sometimes it's like... Even if I don't like the how you're objectifying me, mm -hmm. and I can't change you right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't change your mindset at this mm. very moment. Yes. So then I'm just like, so how can we just leverage the fact that it's my red lips that has mm. brought you here? Mm. Okay, so, so if it's the red lips, vote for the red lips. If it's mm. not the manifesto that's making sense to you, mm. then do it. It doesn't feel good mm -hmm. to be... To be objectified, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's even. I remember um, there's a time when we were talking to Matatu Touts um, because we wanted to see how we can use the Kileton mm -hmm. circle mm -hmm. to, you know, put my banner there. See, I can just use. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because this is shoestring. Yeah, yeah. The back of the Matatu or inside the mm -hmm. Matatu, you know. Can, I mean, that's can, smart. Because yeah, yeah. We had to find ways to just um, to be out there because otherwise, if you're not out there not being seen how will people know that you're vine mm. so we're here we're chatting with these guys you know we're trying to be you know sissin wase this guy felt the need to and, and there's and there's something i saw like they were so close and i started feeling uncomfortable and i was mm. like where mm-hmm so, ah, mother, mother, eh, sis. No, sis, sis, mother. Sis, sis, sis. And this guy just kept holding. Eh, he held me. And I remember I felt He held fear. you by the waist. By the waist. Oh, my goodness. And I can, he brought me closer to mm, him. Mm. And I felt the fear I felt. And you know, now I'm trying to smile because I don't want to show fear. Yeah. yeah. Because now this can just turn really bad. Mm -hmm. I had no money for security yeah. or bodyguards. So mm. I'm just like, just were you smile. by yourself? No, with no, my, with 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 my team. team. Okay, and there were okay. women. But yeah. well, my team remember. was women. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there, was, uh, there were a few guys, but the, the ones we walked with mm -hmm. on that particular day, there were women. So now we're there and I'm being held. I was like, ah, so, you know, you're trying to, you know, that thing you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. But there's, yeah. there's a way that even personal space was not being respected. And mm. you yeah. could just see, even the way they were in they're trying to talk to me. It's like, I don't think they were going to give me their votes even if their voters there. But it was more, ah, you know, Joe, when I'm supu, where da, 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 the, the conversation would always be, so I'm here telling you, so here's my manifesto. I've come with my banner, I mm -hmm. mean, my flyer, uh, my leaflet. And then it's just, ah, you know, where, where, da, 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 this is how you are. It's about how, you, how I'm looking. So 
yeah, I I see it both ways. I'm just like, can I leverage this yeah. to get you to still vote for me? Yeah. Or is it, uh, and then it's a wah-wah at the same time because you're like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it really gives me, what is it? Like bad goosebumps. Yeah. Because I just saw uh, some research the other day about what women go through in public transport. Mm-hmm. Like Kanges have been known to kiss women on, you know, uh, on the lips, yeah, sometimes someone will so grab you, you yeah. and do yeah. what. Yeah. So for me, like how object- objectification just spirals into sexual harassment. It's so and it quick. Turns so quickly. Yes. Because when people see you as as your hips hmm. and not as as you Nyambura, mm. they've already dehumanized you. Mm. Oh, like absolutely. If I squeeze your waist. You're just like a donut. Nothing will happen. I mean, and it's so familiar to all yeah. women, right? It's yeah. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. We, I'm sure you've seen. Grabbed. Yeah, exactly. we've been grabbed. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. yeah. Even yeah. some being trolled, internet trolling. Exactly. Someone is being torn apart because of their appearance. And you're like, where? Wow. That is such a huge price to pay. I feel it's yeah. a huge price to pay. And it doesn't matter whether you won the genetic lottery or you didn't. Either way. You will pay for it. You will pay for it, by yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. You will pay for it one way or the other. Mm. one way or the other and so now when we look at uh this other end where you know we talk about um having to be uh, or to 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 present yourself as motherly and a good woman with a a husband Mm. and and children Mm. and so that you win the public trust you know uh these women also pay for it because um do you guys remember a few years ago when dr ngozi okonjo iweala um, mm-hmm. <laughs> became the head of the WTO mm-hmm. and a Swedish newspaper no, was it Swedish or was it Swiss? A Swedish yeah uh, yes Swiss. <laughs> it, it ran this, this 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 headline about this grandmother will become the boss of the World Trade Organization, Organization. this grandmother imagine please remember that this is a, a whole doctor she's mm. got a doctorate degree she's mm. got decades of experience yeah, exactly in her work but then all of that has been reduced to who she is you know like as a grandmother this this very small aspect of her life but that's what we're gonna put on the headline mm, exactly and, and and that's why we say just w- women just can't win there's you no can't winning. win yeah. there's no winning. when you're 26 you're too young mm-hmm. when you're probably 35 you're probably too old yeah you're too old <laughs> no it's <laughs> something it'll be, it'll be something like, else it'll be something else yeah, mm. it will be oh you wear your hair badly yes mm-hmm. exactly it will be I'm, I'm 60 like you know martha like martha karua and yeah. oh you're a show show yeah, and now all over, now that's a problem. Yes. Yeah, and you're even you know being pitched against someone else. Exactly. Right? Mm. So there's no winning. There's no winning. There's no winning. I think maybe just do you. Just do you. You might as well. Might as well just. Might as well just wear your hair natural. <laughs> Yeah. Because they will be like, just, they yeah. will say, oh, no, you have yes. a tattoo. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's yeah. something else. There's no winning. But then it's, it's, it's sad, but also it's just accepting this is where we're at mm-hmm. and maybe seeing how you can change certain narratives mm-hmm. going forward. Maybe conversations like this, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's and really hard. So now, again, closer to home, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this incident where uh, Martha Karua was being interviewed on TV. And, by Olive um, Barrows, right? By Olive Barrows. And I'm going to play that clip because um, I think we need to hear it straight from her, uh, just how this 
went. I'm sure you've had people either refer to you as the Iron Lady or compare you to, or say you're perhaps Kenya's Margaret Thatcher. You say what is on, you speak your mind. But culturally, women have been taught perhaps be coy, you know, use your feminine whilst I wasn't taught. <laughs> I wasn't taught. I had the t-shirt, by the way. <laughs> Maybe at some point, <laughs> yeah. Pepe Ruka did this t-shirt, but I wasn't taught. Yeah, I, I loved her response. Yes, you've already led with people perceive you as this. Mm. It was, it was like out of everything else you could be asking her. Mm. Why is it that the fact she's being perceived as an iron woman? Yeah, she she presents as a the way she does, but mm. there's nothing wrong with. Being, being that way yes. or being more softer exactly for lack of a better word mm. right so i mean she deserved that response <laughs> <laughs> no you know um again it, it goes back to what you're saying that there's only one way for a woman to be you know you've got to be for public consumption you've got to be feminine yes. and soft and if you dare color outside of those lines then there's uh, these tags that are going to be placed on you the truth be told even if she was within those lines there would mm. still be something there's still yes, quite something something else yeah exactly. and Kara has been quite vocal about yeah. not wanting these tags on her yeah. you know mm-hmm, yeah. be- being described as iron lady or, or that time a newspaper ran a headline calling her the only man, man. In, in, in Kibaki's Kibaki government yeah. as yeah. some sort of compliment. It actually blows the mind just how normalized uh, this form of language is. Mm. Yeah. But I'm also seeing like when you spoke about Lynette Toto and her long-sleeved vitenges and, you know, lengthy, lengthy vitenges, mm. I thought to myself that over time, I've seen a transformation as well in how Martha Karua dresses. Oh, okay. Tell yes. us. I used to see her in, you know, uh, when she was in FIDA and all that, she was in pantsuits, you mm-hmm. know. She was very much the very uh, sort of like combative, abrasive kind of type of person. Mm-hmm. But these days I see her even on social media with very long flowing vitenges, playing her grandmother roles. You can see like it's very, a very choreographed and curated life. Huh? I thought, I thought maybe that was... This is my assumption. I thought maybe she was being guided that she needs to soften her look. Exactly. Correct. So that, that is, even I remember, I think when they came for the deputy president's debate uh-huh. and uh, she came with her family. Yes. So that, you know, you yeah. need to portray, portray this yeah. this very soft yeah. side exactly. or softer side yeah. of yourself. I, I thought there was a really marked difference, just yeah. a shift. in, And I, I would assume that it's just... It's the pressure to conform. She's doing exactly what you were talking about, uh, Nyambura, about, well, if people are going to vote for me because of the red lipstick, then let them vote for me. Mm. It's a way of playing the patriarchy. Exactly. This is what you guys want me to look like, then I might as well. Because either way, I won't win. Mm. You know, if if Mm. I do decide to stick with what I wear and who I am naturally, Mm -hmm. it's going to be used against me. So might as well go in this direction because... Yeah. So you can focus on the message. Yeah, the perhaps <laughs> then they ever, will. If ever they do. If ever they do. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah. Looking uh, at all of this, Nyambura, and, and your experience, mm. uh, and uh, how that was like for you, would you run again? Good question. <laughs> Good question. I'd have to consider a lot. Um, there's uh, the cost I'd have to do another cost and benefit analysis. At 26, I was very, it was very different then. I was very, like, I was more hopeful. Mm. Mm. 
I was more like, you know, pick up your clipboard and be the change you want to see. But the more you understand um, the politics of the day and how um, it, 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 it's run and, 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 and how I need to position myself, there's a discomfort in the positioning that I need to do for mm. me to be able to do it again. And this is aligning with political parties. I don't think, I, I, I can't express um, how important it is to have the political backing a political mm -hmm. party backing mm -hmm. because there's so many things that are taken out of um, even, even your cost and even exposure. So for the purpose of now and, and where we are politically, being an UDA mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. would work for your advantage mm -hmm. yeah. as opposed to running for a smaller party. Mm. And what would that idealistic sort of support look like for you? What what would you like to see if you were to be a political candidate? But you see, again? I have to, I have to. Your ideologies have to almost align with mine. With yours, yes. Mm. And then there's also this thing where, if 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 at all, um, I say, okay, fine. So maybe this is a vehicle that I'll need to get into, and I get into it. Mm. I'm beholden to the powers that be, and the powers that be here, are men. The driver. Yes. decides where you're going exactly mm -hmm. so would i still be as as vocal would i still be as would i still be empowered to still do what needs to be done mm -hmm. or will my hard-headedness for lack of a better word <laughs> be subjected to you know a table and told uh you cannot go this way would yes. you think you are that you can go this other way mm -hmm. so th there's so many things that i have i'd have to calculate and see if it's actually worth it because we, we, our political parties and the ideologies are just very, it's just vibes and inshallah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you live in this country and you can see it's not, it's not on, on it's not rooted. Mm. And, and I, and I wonder even if even those, the, the women who are in these parties, do they still, you know, are they able to, to question? Are they able mm. to, to question the, 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 the powers the powers here being the men in these parties. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I'm going to push it a little bit and mm -hmm. I'm just going to ask you, were you to be a political candidate again today, mm -hmm. what kind of support? And, you know, you've talked about mm. that backing from the political mm. party. Yeah. So what kind of support would you want to see from and, and assuming that you found this party that aligns with you and your ideals? How would you like to be supported? So some of the things would be, of course, exposure. So exposure here can be um, media interviews, can be billboards, can be all these things mm -hmm. that get you out there to be seen. But the other thing would be, you know, this is something that I usually say with my friend is that women, we actually elect these men into these offices. So can you imagine if we just backed up a woman and voted them? And mm -hmm. I'm usually met with, uh, no, but we, we just can't vote for you because you're a woman. And I'm like, well, maybe just try and then see what happens. So it would be where it's a deliberate uh, effort where we say we're mm -hmm. fronting Jackie mm -hmm. and we're going to back Jackie. Yani, we're going to galvanize our chamas, our, 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 our Bible study group, everyone, and we're going to support her. So it's, it's that kind of, 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 of support where it's, it's very, it's very strategic. It's very targeted for mm -hmm. like, because you need to bet on me, yes. right? So yes. that you can put me in there. Mm -hmm. That, that's majorly what it is. These are things are very low hanging fruit, but once you're able to say, let's bet on this babe, mm -hmm. let's get her in there and then just see what she does for us. That would be critical. I think that would be a game changer. Yeah. 
you want them to actually make the investment mm. you know yeah. and not throw you out uh, to the wolves yeah mm. it's just yeah, yeah. I guess that's a, a good place to uh, to end it. Lots to think about. I hope we haven't triggered any... <laughs> no, the part when I was talking any about wishes? my sexual harassment, I was shaking oh. a little bit, oh, but it's okay. Oh, so sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> no, I just, yeah. I just, I needed to remember it. But also, yeah. um, just maybe a parting shot is, if you're yeah. listening to this and you're young and you want to do this, do it. Mm. Do it because it's important for you to just experience it and let these things not deter you from wanting to do it yeah so however way you fit you think you're gonna do this just mm -hmm. do it i think it's important that we have people that look like us mm -hmm. do this yeah because i i i i could be wrong but i don't think i am mm -hmm. we're regressing when it comes to that political space mm -hmm. our, our positions are shrinking they've always been questioned mm -hmm. so and also you know even campaign financing is another way of it's so expensive that yeah, it, exactly. it deters you from doing this. Mm -hmm. So just do it. Come on, Atapikus, mama, mama. Nike, just do it. Do it afraid, do it afraid, just do it, because it's, in, it's mm -hmm. important. It's mm -hmm. important. And perhaps as, as, as the voters, we'll be able to bet on them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so, so much, uh, Nyambura, for sitting with us today and uh, sharing those experiences and just giving us such deep insights into what it means to be in, an insider exactly. uh, in politics and actually living these experiences. And what you said about, you know, the whole aspect of campaign financing, we do have an episode on uh, money and women in politics. So you need to stick with us, dear listener, because we're going to be exploring this in depth in another episode. This has been Insiders Outsiders with Jacqueline Kubania and Faith O'Neill and our guests, Nyambura Maina. Goodbye. See bye you bye. next time.